the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at PastorScott at KKLA.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. And now, here's Pastor Scott. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Good to be with you. I am Pastor Scott. You can call and join the conversation right now by calling 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. This week, CBS News put out a poll about how Americans feel about the country. Now, we know that Americans for a long time have felt that things are not on the right track. That's usually the poll that's taken. It's, it's a regular poll that's taken. How are Americans feeling about the country? And is it right track, wrong track? Usually it's wrong track going back a very long way. In fact, the only time in about the last 50 years that Americans have seen the country on the right track is in the mid-80s. In a brief time, it was about 50-50, a little bit on the positive side, country in the right track. Most of the time, you know, people see the country is not really headed in the right direction, which I think is interesting. But CBS News did a different question, and they asked this question, are things in the United States out of control? So I thought that was an interesting, interesting question. So what would you say? What would you say the percentage of Americans who believe that things in the United States are out of control? Like that's the phrase. You know what it was? 72%. Wow. 72% of Americans believe that the country is out of control. 28% said it's under control. If you break it down... Uh, 88% said state of politics is the number one reason for that answer. 85% said the economy. 75% said U.S. culture and values. Uh, 71% said Joe Biden. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I guess, you know, we have an 80, 80-year-old 80 president who's running again. is going to be 86, presumably, right? That's People have questions about about that. And uh, most of the people who responded that way were Republicans and independents. Even 72% of independents said that, but still 33% of Democrats answered that way. That's a particularly interesting thing. And, you know, when you take a look at it and you get into why, should we be surprised about this? I don't think so. With me to talk about this is author Kinthea Fergus, and she is here with me in the studio. She's the author of Decoding Lawlessness. Kinthea, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Thank you. It's great to have you with us. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I have a background in law, and the word lawlessness sort of popped out at me. It was around the time when my mother passed away, and I started highlighting my Bible with yeah, so, yellow crayon because highlighter bleeds through, right. <laughs> and um, I started to realize that this is a topic that's all over the Bible. There's so many themes that relate to it, and everything we're seeing is foretold in the Bible. I think that's a really interesting thing. So your mom passed away just a few years ago. And so it's not just that you have a law background. You graduated from UCLA in uh, political science, and you've got uh, family and uh, uh, here in uh, Los Angeles area. Your mom passes away, and this word pops into your head, and you go to the scriptures. It's not just that you started underlying. You started underlying and studying. And what was the first thing, really, that popped out in your head? Um, 
there was a lot of times that the word lawlessness itself was used. Yeah. And it means not nomos, which is law. So not lawful, lawless. Yeah. And that was the first thing that surprised me is how much it's in the Bible. It's in the New Testament and the Old Testament. But then there were lots of things that, themes that related to injustice, it, child trafficking is in there, um, all sorts of things that we're seeing today that seem out of control, like anarchy and chaos, and we're witnessing it firsthand. Yeah. And so we see it, but we don't realize that it's described in the Bible. You know, the the Bible does talk about this all the time. And, you know, in the book of Judges, Judges chapter 21 ends with, in those days, Israel had no king and everyone did as they saw fit. Or some translations, uh, lawlessness was everywhere. And we're living in a time today where I think people would say that, that we, that people just are doing what they see fit. Yes. And, you know, I think that scares people. I think that a lot of people are afraid. Certainly they're afraid for the direction of our country, but we're seeing this around the world, I think, more than just to say in our our country. And, you know, how do people deal with the fear? So you, you've seen that this is all over the scriptures. You know, should we be surprised at this in our country? I think that's one of the ways to deal with the fear is to not be surprised. Yeah. To study what it says and to um, focus on the solutions and the antidotes that Jesus gave. Because he didn't just tell us, here's this problem of lawlessness. He also told us the cause, the effect, and what to do about it. And I think he says to stand firm, and he says to fear not. And so there's so much in the scripture about victory and the good news that God will protect us and guide us. And that as his people, as we come together, we can change the tide. Uh, why else would he warn us if he didn't expect us to do something about it? I think that is an, an excellent point, is we're warned over and over again. New and Old Testament, lawlessness is a problem. It's what Satan wants to do. Right. We say often today when we're looking at some of the discussions we're having on a lot of the issues today that it just makes no sense. People say it's insane. It makes no sense. We've never seen this. But that, in a way, it makes sense when you put it in context of what the Bible says is going to happen and what Jesus said is going to happen uh, and increasingly so as we get to the last days. That's a great point about Satan, because this is basically Satan's last charge at God's kingdom. And it says in Revelations twelve twelve, therefore rejoice, O heavens. And it says that because Satan's not in heaven any, primarily. Right. But woe to the earth and the sea, because Satan has come down to you with great wrath, knowing his time is short. Hmm. So he has a certain amount of time to topple all the nations, create one, and then crown himself king of it. And that's his ultimate goal. And so when you say it's about Satan, it's all about him. I think people, you know, when they, they hear that, I think for believers, it should also give us the sense of a real understanding of where things are going in the world today. And Habakkuk chapter 117 tells us that Satan's, one of his goals is to destroy the nations. Right. Right. And by destroying the nations, how do you do that? You do that with lawlessness. We've seen that over time is that nations collapse when the people become lawlessness or lawless. Correct. And really Satan is trying to cause countries to topple 
to implode from within. Yes. So that's why we see and that's why people think everything's out of control because we're witnessing it firsthand. And we see anarchy and polarized people. We see twisted political narratives. Truth has tumbled in the, stumbled in the public square. This is all in the Bible. The targeting of people, mobbing, looting, kleptocracy, and we see nation rising against nation. Mm. So we're seeing all of these things, and even people who aren't Christians are noticing that things are out of control and they're not right. Well, in this poll, you know, 72% of Americans, it's not the Christians, it's everybody from all parties are saying this to a certain degree. A majority of most people say that things are out of control, and certainly for believers, we understand why. They blame Joe Biden on here, but, you know, he's just one guy who's a part of a whole bunch of people who are in this situation. You know, when Jesus uh, talked about this, what are some things that Jesus had to say about lawlessness? Well, he introduced the concept, and he introduced it as a, a time in history and as a type of harmful behavior, and he stated it as a cause and effect. So what he said was, in Matthew twenty four twelve, because of an increase in lawlessness, the love of many will grow cold. Mm-hmm. So the cause is the rise of lawlessness. Some Bibles say abounding lawlessness. And the effect is the shattering of love in families. And we know it's in families because in a similar passage of the Olivet District Course in Mark, he says, brother will betray brother, Mm -hmm. father will betray his son, and a son will betray his father even unto death. So that tells us what the solution is. We also need the antidote of teaching love because it will cause betrayal. Hmm. You know, it's uh, when you read that passage about uh, families betraying one another, we're seeing that. We, we've had lots of callers and lots of experience. My son won't talk to me or my mom won't talk to me or I'm estranged from my parents or my siblings or close friends. And it's it's often today just because of a difference of belief, a political opinion. There are things that are dividing us, but it that come down to this lawlessness issue where I should have the right to do this, and if you don't think so, you're a bad person that divides people. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show. My guest is Kinthea Fergus, the author of Decoding Lawlessness, Defining, Defining the Powers, Principalities, and Rulers. You mentioned that it's behavior, but also a time period that Jesus said that we should be aware of that. Can you elaborate on that a little more? Yes. um, We know that there's the seven-year period of the end times. But what ushers it in is this time of lawlessness. And so we're in the time of lawlessness. Do Do I know where we are in terms of the end times? We don't know the day or the hour. Right. And we've seen this happen before. Right. But what we do know from the scriptures is that right now we're somewhere around 180 and 200 countries. Mm. And we know from Daniel, because in the Olivet Discourse, Jesus refers to Daniel. Yeah. And so we know that nation will rise against nation until there are four. And then of the four, one will swallow up the other three. So it's not tomorrow. We're still at 180 countries or 200 or so. But you can see today how easily it would be, and people disagree whether that's borders or maybe it's economy. Maybe there's, you know, we're, and that's a lot of conversation today, the, the, the drop of the dollar, a new currency that's being proposed by China, Russia, Brazil, and that, that group. All of these things are contributing in that way. So what do we do as believers? We hear this, and maybe it's kind of frightening. You know, I mean, I, I think that the first thing is 
the fear of God. Hey, God is right. What Jesus said is true. What you're reading in your Bible, that's actually going to happen. You're seeing it happen in, in front of us right now. What do we do? What's our, what's our step as believers to, uh, to combat this? You know, if Jesus is coming back, if we are in the last days, then these things are going to roll and you will have small victories in our own relational worlds and areas. But if Jesus is not coming back, then there's going to be a time of revival and recovery. Uh, where do Christians fit into this? What do we do today? Well, I think um, one way is to think of lawlessness as being a meta, uh, being similar to uh, poison. Hmm. So there are many types of poison that cause different types of harm, and then there's different antidotes. Similarly with lawlessness, if family betrayal and the shattering love is the problem, then the church needs to cultivate love and teach love, make it a top priority. If child trafficking is a problem, which we see yeah. that it is, then we need to pray for wisdom greater than our enemies because he promises that. And we need warriors to rescue and we need the spiritual weapon of praise and prayer mm. to break down the strongholds, strongholds of Satan. Now, the interesting thing about prayer and praise is it's the easiest thing to do. Right. But it's the most powerful. And you can do it anywhere. And, you know, as you're saying that, too, I'm thinking, you know, we're also living in a time when fewer people feel like they should commit to gathering together in, in church or in praise and worship. Or for a lot of us listening, the you know, the church prayer meeting might be the least attended thing, right? you know, at your church. We have to reverse that. Exactly. Yeah. And, and we need to start prayer groups to just pray against lawlessness and Satan's counterfeit kingdom and the growth of it and yeah. to pray for the growth of our kingdom. And we need to change the tide together with our words to our Lord and with claiming his promises, because he makes a lot of promises. There's a lot of good news about that. If divisiveness is the problem, then we need to remember the um, verse in Ephesians six twelve: Our fight is not against flesh and blood. That's people. Our fight is against organizations, against powers, mm. principalities, the rulers of the dark world. So we need to stay in unity that's as a church yeah and towards people and we need to fight against these evil organizations which are syndicates cartels lobbies and we need to think about what are the powers the principalities and the rulers of the dark world the powers are the syndicates the cartels the lobbies powerful organizations the principalities are territories like cities municipalities even nations like venezuela that just toppled mm -hmm. and then the rulers of the dark world are Satan's kingdom rulers. The Greek word is cosmocrat. Cosmo means world people, and crat means ruler. So we need to fight against these organizations, and we need to figure out how, as a people, and we're we going to, to do yeah, that. And we need to do it without, like you said, turning the enemy into flesh and blood, right? And right. the scriptures are all these things. So as you're talking about this, some people might be saying, Gosh, you know, dark world and, you know, the, the cosmocrat, I'm going to look that up, I like that, and all of those things. And it might seem either over our head or maybe it seems a little bit weird, but the scriptures are very, very clear all the way through at describing what actually is happening in the world and how sin affects uh, the systems and the organizations that are around. I think you're right about that. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show. My guest is Kinthea Fergus. She is the author of Decoding Lawlessness, Defining the Powers, Principles, and Rulers. We just have a, a couple of uh, a minute or two left here. Tell us about your book and uh, what people will get out of it. 
Um, I think that it's very helpful in showing what the problem is, mm-hmm. what the solutions are, and what, God, what Jesus said we should do and what the Bible says we should do. And I think we need to think about the good news, which is when um, Jonah went to Nineveh, there were 120,000 people. All of them repented. That's right. So, and he didn't think they would. He didn't. And that was a very corrupt society, right. probably even worse than what we see For today. For sure it was. Yes. Yeah. So, and we also need to think about how we've already won the battle. And there's all these encouraging verses about... Um, what God is going to do for us to protect us. And so we have total protection, total guidance, total um, leadership. We're, we're not alone. We're not alone. In all of this. So the, the book will help people, encourage people to understand their scriptures, to have confidence in what the Lord is going to do through them, and to really understand what's happening in the world. There's a lot of good stuff in here. You can use this as a Bible study, and uh, you can learn about it at your website, Injustice Foretold. Injusticeforetold.com is the website, www.injusticeforetold.com. Yes. And uh, there's really two books on there. Decoding Lawlessness is is more like the Bible study version. There's another book you have on there. It's called Injustice Foretold. And I've gone through this, and it's very deep. It's very in-depth on this subject. And you don't have to read it like from front to back. It's got chapters and, and lots of things. I've, I think it's a very good resource, and people can find that at injusticeforetold.com. And uh, you're going to be at the uh, KKLA Pastors Breakfast coming up here on May 10th in uh, Los Angeles. Yes, I'm really looking forward to it. You know, I think this topic for pastors is something that it can be preached. I think your resources will be helpful. So if you're coming to this and you're a pastor, I want to encourage you to come and be a part of the KKLA Pastors Breakfast. It's on May 10th. It's free. And uh, go to kkla.com, click on the Pastors Breakfast banner and RSVP right now, if you would, because we need to know how many people are coming. It's May 10th in the morning, 8 o'clock. The doors open. It's at Shepherd Church in Porter Ranch in Porter Ranch. And uh, you'll be there. There's got a lot of uh, information and you'll be with a lot of other pastors and uh, a lot of things to pray about. And, uh, you know, a final thought here, Kinthea, you, this is a, uh, a labor of love. This really is that of what you have done uh, here. Uh, any final thoughts? Yes. I think that it's important to really focus on how God fights our battles and God confuses the enemy. And he enables us to crush Satan under our feet. So we really have nothing to fear. It says in Romans sixteen twenty, the God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. The grace of Jesus be with you. And it says in Revelation twelve twelve about this time. Um, uh, pardon me, in Luke ten nineteen, Behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all power of the enemy, and nothing will harm you. Hmm. And he gives us supernatural power. So we're going to win these battles, and it's really nothing to be afraid of. We just have to understand it. And we have to not just believe in Jesus, but we need to believe Jesus, right? It's part of faith, is we have to believe these passages that might just sound a little weird, but look at the world today. Everybody thinks it's out of control, and when you ask people, is this spiritual, people say yes, and they're right. It is, but we have an answer. It's through Jesus Christ. He, he told us like your book says, injustice foretold. What we're seeing is not a surprise. It's exactly what Jesus said is going to happen, and he gives us instruction for how to deal with it. And he promises to be with us. Like you said, supernatural help. We're not on our own. 
That's right. With this. Kinthea, thank you for being with me today on the Pastor Scott Show. Kinthea Fergus is the author of Decoding Lawlessness, Defining the Powers, Principalities, and Rulers. I encourage you to go get it. You can find it at injusticefortold.com, www.injusticefortold.com. And Kinthea will also be at the KKLA Pastor's Breakfast. It's May 10th at Shepherd Church in Porter Ranch uh, in Los Angeles. Uh, Kinthea, thanks for being with me today. Thank you so much for having me. All right, this is the Pastor Scott Show. I'll return in just a moment. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. Pastor Scott Show, 888-528-2557. The poll that uh, we're talking about is uh, really an incredible poll when you think about the idea that most Americans believe that the country is out of control. That is a, it's an interesting phrasing. The actual poll, when you get into it, it says, do you feel like things in the U.S. today are generally under control or out of control? And 72% said out of control. And most of that poll is pretty disturbing. How do you feel about it? Do you think things are under control or out of control? I, I looked up that term because I thought that's, there's it's usually right track wrong track right it's usually things in the country are going on the right track or on the wrong track but what's interesting about that terminology is that if you're thinking about something on a track there's probably a conductor there's somebody leading there's somebody going you know driving even if they're on the wrong road they're on the wrong track somebody's in charge but out of control typically means a situation where something or somebody has lost the ability to manage or regulate and it's now unpredictable, chaotic, or dangerous. That's what out of control means. I think that's what people mean, too, when they respond to that, that it's not just that we're on the wrong track. It's that we're out of control, out of control spending, out of control in our culture wars. We have, And it's hard to predict. It really is hard to predict where we would be uh, today. If you, were to, if you were to say 10 years ago that today we'd be arguing about whether or not a man can have a baby – and arguing about all kinds of different things that are part of our social conversation and life. I think you'd say you're nuts, but uh, nope, here's where we are. Imagine where we'll be in five years or 10 years. 888-528-2557. Let's go to, if I can get the uh, mouse here to work, Ted in Los Angeles. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Yes, sir, Ted, City of the Angels. How you doing, Pastor Scott? Good, Ted. How are you today? I'm looking forward to seeing you Saturday. You need to remind us all about that time. I'm going to take work off to come out and see you. Oh, it'll be fun to see you. Uh, the pastor's breakfast on Saturday. Is that when you're coming, or are you coming to see uh, the church service on Saturday? I want I want to go to both. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> pastor's Amen. breakfast is, uh, well, this Saturday, actually, uh, I'm preaching at Shepherd Church. It's in the San Fernando Valley, Porter Ranch. And uh, yep, anybody can come and see me. I'll be at uh, six o'clock p.m. on Saturday, and morning services nine and eleven. And uh, Pastor Dudley Rutherford, you know him if you listen to KKLA. He he sat in the in in place for me a couple of weeks ago while I was on vacation. So you've heard Dudley uh, asked me to come speak, and I'm honored to do so. I'm looking forward to that time. So I look forward to seeing you, Ted. Yeah, I've been there before, so I know how to get there. It's easy. So at any rate, I mean, yes, it is out of control. And in, in all, I mean, I, I've walked down Ven- Venice uh, Boardwalk and had to yell at five kids just to get out of the police officer's way. 
Um, they have zero respect. Police officers' hands are tied. Um, you know, it's a different world. I mean, you know, I've been in backyard parties growing up, and if you didn't move fast enough, the police would uh, physically make sure you're moving very fast or, or you would get physically uh, checked. And uh, it's, it, there's no real offense against these people because of the government seems to want to tie uh, the police officer's hands. And I pray that it's going to gently grow into a more conservative way of handling. I don't want police officers to kill anybody, obviously. Well, in the, not- you know, in the context of lawlessness, I think that is something that we're experiencing that's a little bit even different, where, as you said, it's not just that people aren't you know, respecting the laws that are here, but even the law enforcement doesn't have the ability to enforce. So there's there's a lack of direction, and uh, I think this is something that we have not experienced in this country. Uh, exactly, and, exactly. Basically, we're we're rudderless. We're it's, rudderless. It's, you know, we we're, we're a ship. We're a ship with no rudder, and uh, you know, people are afraid to make a move, which is paralyzing and and it's just i mean look i've had death threats and and one thing i know growing up in la people don't make death threats they just go through with it well so they're just <laughs> i'm sure there's I, there, there's uh <laughs> there's some yeah. there's some there's a lot of people out there giving threats that uh it does happen but you're right then the violence is getting much worse right it really is yeah. sir and also you know look i've Growing up in L.A., you know, even recently, you know, because I don't go to AA anymore and, and you get some disgruntled people still want to call me and they don't like my answers because it's all about Jesus. And I had a death threat and I sent them my address because, uh, you know, I'm not going to live in fear and nor should any of us. You know, I mean, I serve my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and nothing ever happened. It's been three months. So and I know this because, you know, I, I ran the streets, played football, was sang in the mm-hmm. choir. I, you know, I'm very well you know, rounded on what stupid things people say and do. And uh, we're living in a time where I think we have to just be very, very careful because it it definitely has changed. I appreciate your call, Ted, and I hope to see you on uh, Saturday night. We'll be there, sir. All right. God bless. 888-528-2557, the Pastor Scott Show. We're talking about lawlessness. And, uh, you know, Ted, you gave the guy your address. You know what I used to do when I was the... uh, I used to be pastor over young adults, and so one of the things that is a part of that role, oddly enough, is you help people get restraining orders because people do. They get usually it's young women who are getting harassed by some guy that they met in a bar, they met at the beach, and they should not have given that person their number or their address, but they wanted them to leave them alone. And I used to tell the uh, young ladies, hey, here's a phone number. This phone number is for the police department. Give out that number. And then he leaves and he feels confident that he got your number. And then he goes home and calls the cops. Uh, that's a that's a better idea, Ted, than giving out your own address if somebody's threatening you. Find the local police station, give out that address, and just kind of have that memorized with you or their phone number. And and uh, I think that's a better way to do it. You know, um, in the LA Times is reporting, and this happened on Friday, Gavin Newsom is calling on California National Guard and the California Highway Patrol to help San Francisco police and prosecutors fight the fentanyl crisis facing the city. It's bad up there, and it's coming here. Hopefully, we've we've maybe turned a little bit of corner of a corner. You know, Mayor, Mayor Bass is not following exactly the same path that uh, San Francisco followed or what we were doing previously, so that's positive. San Diego's on this path, path too. 
your mayor is uh, things are not getting better in the homeless situation, and part of it is philosophy. And it's so bad in San Francisco that Gavin Newsom is presenting a plan for the the Highway Patrol and the the uh, National Guard. We're not really sure what it's going to be, though, which is very interesting. You know what's happening in San Francisco, even though they are talking about this issue and they are trying to do things better, they're beginning to prosecute more drug dealers and people who are committing these kinds of crimes because they recalled their district attorney, got a better district attorney, and she's doing a good job, I think, relative to the last guy, that is for sure, but still... Uh, the drug problem up there is a disaster, and they are 200 accidental overdose, de- overdose deaths in the first quarter of 2023, 40% increase from last year. Think about that. So far, San Francisco has a 40% increase in drug overdose deaths, and it's bad. The companies are leaving, businesses are leaving, people are leaving, and there was – I watched this. Uh, it was a commercial that actually the Republicans put out uh, in response to President Biden's running for reelection, and they were making the claim, "What's it going to look like if we reelect Biden?" You know, those things are always, you know, it's political. But one of the things that they projected in there was that San Francisco is just closing down; it's just closed off as a city. And I thought, you know, it's probably not going to, they're probably not going to shut down the city, but at the rate that it's getting so much worse there. At the rate that things are out of control, it's definitely a city that if it doesn't change, you're not going to want to go there for any reason. And everyone's going to get out. It's, it is a very strange thing to be looking at that city, to look at Seattle, to look at cities where in Seattle I was looking at some pictures in the paper today where – and I've seen this myself up there. My wife's family lives up in that area. Just – piles and piles of of junk, old cars, old RVs, campers, and people living in them. And it is complete chaos and open drug use. In fact, something that's happening up there that has begun to happen now in San Francisco, and it's coming to LA if we don't change gears in San Diego also, is there were parking lots that are abandoned, shopping malls that have been shut down, strip malls, you know, shut down. Parking lot is there full of homeless people, but also full of stolen cars being uh, disassembled and people selling the parts. And it's happening in broad daylight. Everybody knows where it is. Everybody knows what's going on there. And a family member drove me by some of these places. And it was really incredible just to think this looks like RoboCop, right? This looks like the, the sort of futuristic movies where everything is, you know, lawless and everything is chaos. And we're living that now. And we're going to be in the situation if we do not change. In fact, what's happening, uh, Governor Newsom is getting criticized even by people in San Francisco, San Francisco Supervisor Dean Preston. There's no Republicans, by the way, up there, zero. Uh, you're either on the far, far, far left or a little bit less far left. Supervisor Dean Preston, whose district includes the Tenderloin of uh, San Francisco, which is one of the most overdosed plague parts of the city, he said, quote, this latest publicity stunt will not meaningfully improve conditions in the neighborhood. It's a transparent effort to appease national conservative media by declaring a war on diverse, low-income urban neighborhood exploiting the struggles of the Tenderloin rather than investing in the community. It's funny to me he blames conservative media, but there's no conservatives up there (laughs) to watch that media. 
I suppose if you've got cable in San Francisco, the Fox News Channel is on it. But uh, somebody's watching, but not too many people. That was one of the funny things that happened in the recall up there is that the people getting recalled, the district attorney and there were other people recalled on the school board. They said this was some kind of, uh, you know, Donald Trump supporting right wing way to overturn the election. Six percent, six, one digit, six percent of the vote came from Republicans. Six percent. Uh, there are no Make America Great Again hats up there, I think, in the Bay Area. 888-528-2557. And that isn't to say, you know, it's it's to say that, hey, this is not, you know, lawlessness is nonpartisan. Law- lawlessness is going on. What's happening is we are not taking actual action to deal with it. And no one's driving. And I think people know it. It's time to get somebody driving. 888-528-2557. Um, Donna in Orange, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Yes, hello, Pastor Scott. How are you doing? I'm good, Donna. How are you today? It's such a beautiful day. It is a beautiful I have, day. I, I Sun have is nothing out. to complain about. Nothing, nothing to complain about. It's such a fabulous day. Indeed. You know, your guest was very appropriate uh, for this time. Uh, I find that's what's happening in the world today is very disturbing very disturbing but um but you know lately lately in my heart i've been less and less weary of dying Mm. of dying i've been less and less weary of dying i really don't give a hoot um so i'm ready to roll Uh, one thing i do know one thing i do know that that god is in control of my life, and he has me in his hand, and I'm going to trust, trust in him. Yeah. Well. And your your guest had a lot of good things to say that were true, and I'm going, I'm definitely going to check out her book. Uh, I think it's very appropriate for this time, and I thank you, I thank you for letting me speak and and. Uh, I love your show. Oh, thank you, Donna, and, very much. And continue, continue to have uh, people that can speak the truth. Thank you. Uh, Donna, thank you. I, I appreciate that. Thanks for listening to the Pastor Scott Show. You know, the, the depth that is in Scripture, that's something that we need to get back to. And our, you know, our guest, who was Kinthea Fergus, she wrote a book called uh, Justice, uh, Injustice Foretold, and another one called Decoding Lawlessness. It's about lawlessness. You can find it at Injustice. Uh, injusticeforetold.com. It is a, it is, the, the book is, it's very, very detailed. And the reason it is, the reason that you can write something like that is because the Bible is very, very detailed about what the world is actually like and what is actually going to happen. We can study it. You know, there's a lot of reading that you do and you can understand the basics. And I encourage that you should be in your Bible every day and you'll under, you'll develop a worldview that is correct about the world. And like I like to say, reality is persistent. It's all truth is always going to break out. But another thing about your scriptures is that when you study it and you study it faithfully, honestly, and get into it, you really get an amazing description of the world exactly the way it is. And it's a it's miraculous. It is an incredible thing. And that strengthens your faith, too, when you're into the Word of God and you see what is what it is revealing about countries, about 
how the world works and what ultimately is going to happen. And you see it playing out in front of your eyes. It's an amazing thing. I got to take a break. I see your call up there, Penny. I'll get to you when we come back. This is the Pastor Scott Show, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Pastor Scott Show, Wednesday edition. I'll be right back. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Check this out. We asked folks in this poll, do you think Joe Biden should run for re-election? Look at this. Only a quarter, 26 percent, said they think he should run for re-election. Age, a big concern. He'd be 82 uh, upon being sworn in for a second term. That was after President Biden's announcement that he's running for president. Lots of people concerned about his age, and, uh, you know, they, they should be. We talked about it a little more yesterday, but and the reason they should be is, is any person who will be, he'll be 82 when he takes office of a second term, should that happen. The odds of him living, being alive until he's 86 are about 75%. To put it another way, there's a 25% chance he will die before he's 86, 25%. One in four. So if President Biden wins re-election, there is a one in four chance he will not survive the term. And, you know, there's all kinds of different factors that have to do with your, your health and health care and things like that. And he'll have the best health care, obviously. But just people at that age, just the way it is, that's an incredible thing. That means that the vice president is going to matter this election when it comes. And if it's him and President Trump, President Trump's only four years younger. It's not that much different. It is uh, an incredible thing. And I, I bring that up because we've, we've been talking about another poll that says 72 percent of Americans believe that the country is out of control, much different than being on the wrong track. What it means is nobody's in charge, out of control. And you break it down, 88% of people, which is almost everybody, right? To get 88% of any question is pretty, it's very significant. You can almost never get 88% agreement on something. 88% of people say the reasons that our country is out of control is the state of U.S. politics. I think we got to agree with that. 85% the economy. Nobody thinks the economy is strong, really. I mean, you might be doing pretty well, relatively speaking, but I think there's an undercurrent of everybody's concerned, right? Plus, the gas is back up to five plus plus a gallon. A hundred bucks for gas again this week. Haven't seen that for a little while. 75% U.S. culture and values. That's 75% of Americans. That's that's not just Republicans or right-wingers. That's everybody, 75% U.S. cultures and values out of control. The fourth one is funny to me because it says Joe Biden. doesn't really explain it, just says Joe Biden. <laughs> I think it's age. I think in that particular poll that maybe the same people are blaming the president, but I think it has more to do with, and we have all these problems, and we have a president who we're not sure is able to do it. Um, I saw him today. It was one of those things where today I thought he was pretty sharp, actually, in answering some questions from some people. And uh, except for the fact that he walked up on the stage and he walked right past the podium and then stood on the edge of the the dais, not really knowing where to go. And, and somebody has to walk up and say, Mr. President, it's your turn to speak. Uh, that's the thing that's troublesome, right? If you're watching the whole thing, you say to yourself, like he, if he was your dad, many of you have been there, you say, well, today's a good day, right? Today's a good day. He answered questions well. He spoke well. He seemed to respond, I thought, pretty well to what I watched. But there was that one moment where he didn't know where he was or what the schedule was, and he just walked right past the podium. That's, that's a deal. But at the end of the day, these issues, 
state of U.S. politics, the economy, culture and values, these things have been breaking down for years. It's not Joe Biden. It's not Donald Trump. It's been going on for a long time. It's not any individual. It is the state of lawlessness that we are living under. And the thing is, is that, number one, scripturally speaking, we know that we shouldn't be surprised. Secondly, Jesus warned us that this would be coming. And then secondly, because we're told about it throughout Scripture, it does mean there are things that we can do. And it begins with love in our neighbor. It begins with prayer. We talked about that earlier in the hour. It was mentioned anyway in the interview that with, you know, we need to be more serious about our prayers. And when we have prayer meetings with at our churches, can I encourage you to do this? Oftentimes, and I've been guilty of this myself, you do the prayer meeting and it's a whole bunch of prayers for people's health and for different prayer requests that people throw out. I've got a test coming up or I've got this class I'm struggling with or I have this job interview that I need to do and those kinds of sort of personal prayers. It's fine. We should pray for all those things. But how much of our prayer time with our churches is actually spent praying against the lawlessness of our nation and praying for our leaders, including the president, whether you voted for him or not, because the Bible tells us to do that. How much of our time in our prayer meetings is about specific people we know and them coming to Christ and praying that they get saved? You know, when you go down that path and you start praying for the specifics the state of our politics, the economy, the culture and values, the president, whatever it is, you never run out of things to pray for. I bet our prayer meetings get much bigger too, because it's actually quite exciting to be, to pray about those things, knowing that the Lord is listening and that things happen and he begins to use us in different ways. This is the Pastor Scott Show, 888-528-2557. Penny in Canoga Park, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, Pastor Scott. I just wanted to say something really quick about um, San Francisco, but I'm I'm under the impression that the inmates are running the asylum. Um, I recently (laughs) opened my mail, and there was a ticket from San Francisco, and I was just going to pay it. You mean like a a parking ticket or something? No, like a driving ticket. Driving ticket. And I said... So I said, okay, I'm just going to pay this thing. I don't want to deal with these people. And I kept getting angry and angry, so I called the number. And I said, you know what? You gave me a ticket. I haven't been in San Francisco for 50 years, and I swore I would never go back after that. Right. And he goes, oh, yeah. He says, well, I can look this up on the computer because we have a picture of you. And he he says, oh, you know, I'm really sorry. He says, but that's not you. And I says, our computers gave this. And when they can't get to the numbers, they just add numbers on. So yours came up. What? Yes. So I, so I there's a picture that. of somebody else driving a different vehicle, obviously. Yes. Your car, yeah, you, you've has, noticed like, your car's not stolen, right? Yeah. Right. And, and so the c- computer puts in the numbers that it wants to. And they, they actually <laughs> made it up to my, my license. And I'm, <laughs> I'm in Conoga Park, which is a suburb of Los Angeles, and I'm getting a ticket from San Francisco. Well, and I was going to pay it, and I said, no, I'm, I'm not going to I'm glad you didn't pay it, because uh, I suppose if you paid it, then uh, somebody's going to say, hey, here's a number we can use, right? Uh, yeah, you don't yeah. want to do so that. I've already had my identity stolen twice. Oh, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm saying, well, you know what? I'm tired of this. I'm going to fight back. Well, good for you. I bet there, there might be somebody up there in uh, San Francisco named Penny that you should be uh, concerned about. Penny, thanks. <laughs> well, there are a lot of Penny tricks seem to call in on this show. <laughs> yeah. Penny, thanks for calling the Pastor Scott Show. Okay, God bless you and keep you. Thank you, you too. 888-528-2557. Have you ever gotten one of those uh, those photo tickets? They don't do them everywhere. I have. 
and I got one. I didn't even know I got it, right? I drove, I ran a red light. I had no idea the cameras went off. I didn't even know I ran, I ran a red light. And I got this ticket in the mail and I looked at it. And I, and the first thing I noticed was the, you know, the violation and stuff. And, but inside the envelope was the photo of me. And I'll tell you what, I thought, you know, that's amazing. That definitely is me. It was a great picture. I showed it to Christy and we got prints. I handed them, gave it to my mom. I said, here's a picture of your son. And she was so happy that uh, she had a recent picture of me. It was a wonderful, it was a great picture. There was no way I could have said, no, that wasn't me. I didn't drive through that intersection. Nope. It was a great picture. And uh, that's an incredible story. I wonder if people, uh, what Penny said about getting the uh, the ticket from San Francisco. She hasn't been there in 50 years, and the computer just assigned a phone number to it. That's uh, that's bizarre. It could be artificial intelligence, though, right? It's not, it not very intelligent, wouldn't you say, Wilbert? Uh, it actually happened to me. That happened to you? Uh, yeah, I I come home one day, and I'm like, when did I get a ticket? Uh, I end up looking at the thing, and... The, the whole paperwork and it tells you what time it yeah, goes right. and all that. And I look at it, I'm like, I'm working at this time. I'm working on Scott's show at this time. <laughs> <laughs> and you, so it was somebody else's ticket. Yeah, it was someone else's ticket. It described my car. The only reason I knew it wasn't mine was because the color of the car was wrong. Well, why did they send it to you? Uh, I guess they inserted – it must have been the same make of car and all that. They just – they must have put the wrong license plate and well, they sent it to me. It must be like the same thing that happened to Penny. They can't figure it out, so they just insert something close. Yeah, so they uh, they did that and I had to fight it and <laughs> send them a bunch of paperwork at the same – send them my time card. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I wish I had known. Was that while I was – while I've been here? I was like, Scott took my car for a joyride. I was going to say, you know, uh, you know, next time you get one of those, let's go to court together. Let's bring the show and we'll just do it from traffic Apparently court. Apparently you have a great track record, I just, so I will take I, you. Yeah, I just want to hear, uh, I just want to hear, uh, Your Honor, uh, that's not me uh, right there in that picture there. See, I couldn't do that with mine because it was definitely me. Uh, that is incredible. Maybe maybe there's other people listening and they're like, yeah, I got random tickets in the mail. That's That's bizarre. All right, everybody. That is, uh, I'm blown away that there's somebody else. Maybe this, maybe that's what they do. Anyway, this is the Pastor Scott Show. Hey, we got a crazy world going on, but that's why we get together, right? We get to talk about it and be encouraged. You know, as one of our callers said earlier, you know, she used to be kind of weary about dying. We're all going to, it's going to happen one day. But in the meantime, we're called to do some great things. And it is to love the Lord, to make disciples and to live for him. And he gave us his word that shows us what the world is like. And I guess it shouldn't be surprising that you're going to get a random ticket in the mail one day, uh, like like Wilbert has and Penny has, and maybe a bunch of you have. Maybe this is a thing. Maybe this is how the state is going to start earning some money now that we know we're broke. Pastor Scott Shell will be back for hour two in just a moment as the Wednesday edition continues. Stay tuned. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.